everyone? You're obviously confused and aroused. Most people think I smell like a burning zoo, and you're listening to Slurmcast, a podcast for no reason. Today we'll be discussing Season 10, Episode 12, Stench and Stenchability. My name is Michelle Burlingame. Not with me are Tommy Roulette. How's it going? Pete Woodward. That's me. And our guest today, Dan Miller, or should I say Ragnacuck the Burninator. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, I, you know, your your history has been coming on for the final episodes of the season. We got something special planned for the end of the series. So we got you in as close to the end as we could. That's exciting. That's <laughs> exciting. I, I got to be honest, after, after the Saturday morning fun bag, this is maybe my second favoriteest episode of the entire fucking series. I told you it was good. Yeah. I love this episode. I feel like Amelia Clark uh, got the respect she deserved as opposed to Game of Thrones. So there's that. <laughs> just, just so many good things. Um, yeah. You, you know, with its uh, the the weird sort of prescience that, that Futurama has. I mean... The Burning Zoo was a meme for five seconds back in March at the beginning of the pandemic with Tiger King because his zoo yeah. actually caught on fire. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I didn't either until you just said it because there were so many lines I was trying to write down. There was a bunch that slipped by. Mm-hmm. Um, is this the last Jumbotron? There was a Jumbotron on this one. Yes, there was. I don't think there's one for the last episode. It's um, like some weird humanoid movie projector or something. It was yeah. There's no nothing after this. Um, it was Aesop's Fables. Yeah, I we've think. seen clips yeah. from them throughout the series. It's right. it's a, probably another just uh, free, no copyright cartoon. Yeah, public domain. Good stuff. Um, so how, uh, you know, aside from that, how are you weathering the pandemic and everything else, Dan? Uh, well, my restaurant that we opened a year ago is facing its end. So that's fun. It says just, it's in, this is impossible. I mean, I don't blame people who don't want to come sit in a restaurant for three hours, but that doesn't help me at all. Yeah, Yeah. that's, that's awful. It's, it seems like even the ones that have sort of adapted some with the outdoor seating or whatever. I mean, it's fucking Ohio and it's getting to be. Yes. actual fall for once yeah where it gets into like the the 50s and 40s at night and i mean it's just it's it's rough it's gonna be ugly without like a specific bailout package i think you're gonna see i mean just in the last month we've lost like six cleveland restaurants like uh ruth chris's marble room bakersfield um there's a a couple other that i'm not thinking oh spice uh they closed for good Oh. Well, they yeah. they did at the beginning though to just go catering. Yeah, but, I mean they still... had always focused more on their catering than in house, anyways. But yeah, it's it's not a it's not a good look. And uh, this is another episode of food talk on Slurmcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Why change I, what we do now? <laughs> right, you know it's it's we're too too close to the end to change. I, I'm surprised, other than for being a plot device, that we've never heard of Zindi prior to this episode. If they've been online dating for four years, four years. <laughs> <laughs> which oh, Zindi, I, I, you know, and and he seemed very happy. I mean, I saw that kind of coming a mile away when when they started making smelly cracks about him yeah. incessantly. Yeah, but I, you know. I would very, very much like to go to an all-you-can-stand buffet, whether it was at the <laughs> Chisler or not. Like that just that just sounded fantastic. Um, except for the fact that I'm terrified of buffets now. Like, yeah, you know, I used to get down, but I'm not. It it was always a sketchy proposition to begin with. That's like, an, I, I was would, never, I, I was never comfortable with those to begin with. If I'm honest, I would do it. I was. I'm a glutton. <laughs> Uh, and that's you know like ch- oh yes china buffet in uh cleveland west park uh is done now i know oh, really. good. and they skated I mean, precariously yeah. by with like the worst health ratings in the county for several that, years that we had one on the, is east the reason side. i stopped going to buffets <laughs> <laughs> but they had salt and pepper frog legs on weekend dinners that is the yes. only first and only time i've ha- ever had 
frog legs. <laughs> and sneeze guards that people just put their head underneath to get closer to the food. Yeah. You know, <laughs> how are you how are you gonna smell it? You can't. Um, you can't. I I I felt very um akin to Zoidberg where he's like, I'm gonna straighten up my dumpster and he's he's like wiping off the outside, it's polished. He's like, okay. <laughs> it's it's all clean except for the one part the inside and i'm like that's the story <laughs> of my life like i can get the lawn cut maybe on the weekend and then the inside just sort of well nobody can see up. that you know who do you have to impress also i love that john zoidberg was this accomplished doctor who knows about yeti disease and all and the ear, other things he and blowholes. Yes, and then he spent the entire series living in a dumpster like nobody was like maybe we should help him out he was just like I'm going to live they, in this dumpster. They all hated him. They, nobody yeah. likes him. He's unlikable. He's, but, but he saved not. the professor. He saved the professor. He's he's yeah. he's so lovable, though. I guess we never had to smell him. And that, this that is creates true. this really interesting thing. I mean, like, I, I've joked about it previously with, with people that I work with because both of the last two companies that I've worked for, like, I've been a remote person. So I'm usually traveling, and it didn't matter where I lived. And everyone else was elsewhere. So like I worked for this one company for a year before I literally met anyone else face to face other than Zoom sessions. And it's like, well, this is when I get to see how tall you are and what you smell like. Like this is <laughs> this is the only, you know, I, I know you as a person, but then you could get up front and be like, God, that perfume's awful. Or mm -hmm. Jesus, you're four feet tall. Like you just hey. don't know until that you get that. Perf perfume and cologne application should be taught in high school. If I can smell you from across the room and my eyes begin to water, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Doing it. Same uh, goes sometimes. for bathing. <laughs> yes. Like yeah. cologne or perfume should be that thing. Like when you hug somebody that you want to hug them for a second longer, mm -hmm. not run to the bathroom nauseated. Or if With you're like in the potpourri section at Michael's. The burning eyes. <laughs> The worst and, I, and You know, and that's, that, that's what's so sad about this with Zoidberg is like, he can't do anything about his natural musk. Like, no. I don't think there's a deodorant that could that could help him or whatever. Like, he just stinks. He's, it's, I'm sure on on Dodecapod Nine or whatever. Like, it's fine because everybody smells. But that's something where like, like I just got done rewatching Deadwood, and I love that show and it looks fantastic. But imagine the smells of everybody. Like everybody. Like just the people who were well to do and and clean would have reeked of bo and then you get into yes. like the gem saloon where it's a brothel and, and like god damn i can only you imagine like you just get smell the syphilis yeah um the other thing about this episode that that i enjoyed but thought was a little weird was the emphasis on randy all of a sudden yeah. yeah, that was that was. It hey, felt, it's Randy. <laughs> like we're all supposed to know how great he is. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, any tap dancing teacher is great, right? You got to have rhythm in your ankles. Yes, and that's that doesn't just come natural. Um, but that that whole scene of like Bender bug bombing the dumpster and the bugs coming <laughs> out and infesting him, and then doing like the cockroach like stompity stomp on it where he just got, I was waiting for him to like slip in the muck that he created underneath it. Well, like, a classic banana peel joke, but mm. cockroach shell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, um, he looked like a young roach infested Gene Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, but then that whole other part of that that was so enjoyable for me was not only the fact that like Randy wanted to have everyone in the dance contest or Bender and these other people, but that it was like, an ill-attended community theater production too. <laughs> Cause those, those always mystify me. Like on the one hand, I get it. People just want to have a creative outlet in their life. But on the other hand, it's just like, you, you know, this is bad, right? It's like the waiting for Guffman of tap dance. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I would watch, I would watch the crap out of that movie. Christopher Guest produces this episode of Futurama. See, that would that would be great. There's so much. It, it, I mean, it could be like a feature with a nice happy ending, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but uh, you know, Randy has has always been a little sassy, but he was his sassy was turned up to eleven on this. They turned they turned it up. They did. 
Yeah, when he says uh, he's organizing a tap dance contest for the Parks and Rec Department, and if you don't <laughs> enter, I'll just kill myself, okay? <laughs> that reminded me very much of the uh, the Glee uh, leader on Community who kills the entire oh, yeah. Glee team by cutting the bus's brakes, and then he has everybody <laughs> else come in for sectionals and regionals. I only saw like the first couple seasons of that. I don't remember that one. It's, it's uh, been a while since I've watched it, but I've been meaning to do a, a community rewatch. It season. is on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. Thank God. Yes. Um, I, I, I just, I keep looking at my notes and there were so many amazing, like one-liners, mostly from Zoidberg, but peppered throughout with the others. When he approaches Marianne's flower cart for the first time, with the line, I need something beautiful and cheap for a lady who is one of those things. <laughs> like that was just that was just fantastic. I also um, love that she can't get her scissors sharpened because she's in debt to all the scissor sharpeners. Like yeah. <laughs> now when he buys the flowers from her, is he by Planet Express or is he by the bus? Yeah, station? he was her cart was right outside his dumpster. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what I thought. Because she got there before the falafel guy. <laughs> yes, she had to get there before him. Also, any chance to see Roberto is always great with was... his stabby gun. Yeah, isn't he supposed to be in Robot Hell though? I mean, Robot Hell. When, when just we need in him to be. <laughs> yeah. Always. Fry, Fry and Bender have gotten in and out of Robot Hell dozens of times. <laughs> That's true. You, you may have to make a metaphorical deal with the devil, and by yeah. metaphorical, I mean get your coat. I, I mean, you have to, you have to get, you have to catch the ten forty five from Nutley to get back. <laughs> um, but, uh, but the, the, even, even the stuff here, like um, when he goes to the bus terminal and it's the New New York bus terminal and strategic urine reserve, <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Just the background jokes on this were good. Like I feel like they've been saving so much of this up. Did, what, when was this produced in the season? Was this at this point? Is it like production order matches air order or was this it a one-off yeah okay. it matches mm -hmm. so it's it seems like after all this time they just wanted to send zoidberg off on a high note yeah um it seems like they had a bunch of ideas for a bunch of episodes and they put them together but it still worked yeah know? yeah which they did on other episodes in the season to very poor effect mm -hmm. um paroli's choice bus lines was great i like that did uh, I, I've never personally ridden a Greyhound. I've taken Megabus a couple times. Like, have you guys ever gone that no. route? I've taken a couple Greyhounds uh, when my sister went to University of Dayton and I didn't have a car. It was not pleasant. It was hot and you were close to people who smelled questionably. Yeah. There, also, there was a lot of crying children. Driving from Cleveland to Dayton is not great either. No, no. It's pretty, so no. even worse on a bus. Yes. But if you were on a bus, you could like bring a flask or something and at least like dull the yeah, pain. Yeah, but they stop All a you lot need more often though. They do. All you need uh, is your uh, little discman with 12 second skip protection because that was a thing still. And uh, it was great. <laughs> I, the, Ramon Rivas, former guest, uh, wonderful comedian, had a great bit about Greyhound back in the day. Like just, I, it was something about like going on and there was a guy who just got out of prison and his luggage was two VCRs he was carrying by the cables. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's just, it's just a ragtag thing. And, and I get like, you know, if you need to get around and you don't have money, that's sort of like the, the lowest common denominator option. So I'm not Absolutely. faulting people for it. Like I just, I've been fortunate that I'd never had to take a Greyhound and I'm not adventurous enough to do it. No one's talking just about for, them. Just what kind fun. of what kind of uh, pandemic precautions are they taking? Oh, that's a good question. How <laughs> are you getting on a bus for eight hours with a bunch of other people? I've been to that the downtown Greyhound station at night to pick people up, and it's it's about as miserable as a emergency room waiting area yeah. at yeah. four in the morning. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. Um, but, you know, that it all comes to a head, I guess. Like, when Zindi gets off the bus and they meet, she's just like, oh, fuck, you smell. And he's like, no, it's the bus terminal. And then they go somewhere. <laughs> it's like, let's go somewhere well-ventilated and grow old together. <laughs> yeah, like, and then even then, she's like, nope, it's you. I'm sorry. Like, 
She says it's like Comic Con in a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> which which I can only imagine. Yeah, it's very uh, a very vivid uh, yes. description. I Anyone who's been to Comic Con, yes, it's like yeah. a it's like a, a GameStop <laughs> after it... Comic Con. So uh, I've never yes, gone. I worked at the GameStop in Lakewood mm -hmm. for years, and I had a guy come in with like diabetic feet without stocks and all wrapped up with ace bandages yeah and mm. i cannot the stench will haunt me to the yes like i just asked him immediately to leave uh it was it was horrifying i and and i always feel bad about that there was a guy i used to see at the grocery store like i go early in the morning on a saturday there was clearly something off about him. He was morbidly obese. He'd be riding around in this, the little go-kart thing. Mm -hmm. But like you could smell him from an aisle away and it would just immediately make me gag. Like it it was like, it wasn't just like B.O. It was like- What you a, think Cthulhu would smell like? No, it was like a pervasive funk of toe jam. Uh. And Earl? And Earl? Or just toe jam? Just toe jam. Like if you <laughs> crawled under someone's big toe nail Ugh. to hang out. And 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 it'd be like, you know, trying to get go about my business and like gagging. And and on the one hand, it's like, I don't want to feel like this. And then I feel bad for feeling like that because you, you, it's just like clearly, like the guy's not doing it on purpose. Maybe not, though. I mean, I mean, there's a reason that if you go to a Magic the Gathering tournament, there are signs that say, deodorant is five dollars and you need to shower really it, oh yeah that's been on reddit a million times like signs from comic cons and magic the gathering or dnd tournaments yep. not ha not having been to a comic con like uh, uh, not entirely true but when i went i was like eight so this was like you know nigh 40 years ago but is it really that bad is it like people sweating in cosplay costumes or is it just poor hygiene is it a mix of both it's all a mix of, of both yeah. yes all Absolutely. of the above yeah <laughs> it's attract it's attractive women in cosplay being hounded by neck beards and yeah yes when we that's a lot of it when i was a bartender we had a whole meeting about um like people's odor and what you could or couldn't kick somebody out for like if it's just you like had body those, order, you had the gutter pumps. just like well, yeah, exactly. Or blue collar workers that got off work and they're stinky. But well, I mean, rest, rest in peace. Like literal uh, shit. Then yes, you could rest like in you peace, Andy, leave. former former Funhouse and Spitfire Barfly. But he would stink and then occasionally shit his pants too at right. the bar. Like, and that was that was the reason for the meeting. It was what when <laughs> when did the stench get to the point where you could say you have to leave? You need like a you need like the fire <laughs> warning thing from Australia. Yeah. You're in a yellow. You're approaching orange. <laughs> the, uh... that, that that really brings up another thing. I mean, as far as like just people making fun of the stench, was back at the beginning when everyone walked in and Zoidberg was talking to to Zindi, and they mm -hmm. all just were like, "Oh, gross!" Blah blah blah. Zoidberg <laughs> had a nice. Like relationship, a four-year relationship with yes. someone yeah. online, and that's just awful yeah. that people just came in and just shit on him, even though that's I, what people do to Zoidberg. Yes, they do it to each other. I mean, mm -hmm. Bender's entire thing is shitting on everybody else. Right. I I mean, I th that that part of it, like saying it vocally, but like, you know, it it takes all kinds. But Zindi was not easy on the eyes. And no, I'm, she was I'm, a Toxic Avengers like yeah. B-level character. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Trauma. But, uh, you know, and I, like when she runs off on Zoidberg with the line, something's come up, it's vomit, <laughs> which, is, which is another great one. Like that's, that's, that sounds like a line from Heathers, you know, like yes. it's so just dead on. Like that one or uh, from Tank Girl when she says it's been swell, but the swelling's gone down. Yes. That's another one of my favorites. Yes. <laughs> uh, but just him being all heartbroken and sad sack, he like clearly he's invested his whole heart and soul into this relationship and to have it be, you know, tanked immediately upon meeting this person that he's been so excited about because of something he can't change like that's that's horrible and then he tries to get a refund on his flowers <laughs> for his moldy pennies yes <laughs> those are mr jerk <laughs> it, which which leads us to the whole roberto confrontation which was great it was, it was just long enough <laughs> it's kind of a half gun half knife contraption <laughs> 
I enjoyed it. Um, but just that he could lift up his arm and subdue him. I feel like they should have <laughs> they should have used that power so many other times in so many other predicaments that they've been in. You know, I'm happy with him spraying people with ink. That was always fun. His his slippery ink. <laughs> yes, he just, he just did that in last week's episode <laughs> to make uh, to let Hermes slip out of the the vent. But the, but what I didn't understand about that is Roberto's a robot. Why could he smell? Well, General Grievous smell? had hacking lungs, so I don't think we have to question future robots in there. I, I don't know. I mean, it, is that like an upgrade on the robots? Is that for specific robots for specific purposes? I can see how that would be a good thing. If you could smell oil burning, that would be a warning that something's like wrong. Like a carbon monoxide detector or a smoke yeah. detector or something. But yeah, it's uh, <laughs> just... It's just, I, I keep I keep seeing these lines. You were so brave and frugal. <laughs> I'm sorry, don't hit me. <laughs> you know, like like all of that was beautiful. And then I, I don't have who said it, but I'm smellier than a whorehouse's outhouse. Uh, Zoidberg said yeah, that. Obviously, Zoidberg yeah. said <laughs> I mean, which ties right back to that whole thing about Deadwood. Well, like, it's just, ooh. What, what are these that- fl- most women he's met can't stand next to him without collapsing and she goes what's wrong with those women he goes well some of them didn't have legs but it's not them it's me <laughs> See, i totally missed that one and it's it's just like we we haven't had a zoidberg centric episode in probably 25 or 30 like it's been a long That's ass time i think this is the greatest penal ultimum yeah episode for a series like for for Futurama is having Zoid it's just a Zoidberg centric episode. Yeah. The and- the uh describe this flower smell to me and it, it's summer with vanilla or winter with gravy one of the two. <laughs> I and either of those is fine. I, I just realized at at that point, and it might have been because I looked it up on IMDB while I was watching, but that it was Amelia Clark that mm-hmm. was playing Marianne. Mm-hmm. So this was this was during Game of Thrones when this yes. came out, right? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 This okay. is 2013, so this is like prime Game of Thrones. Yes, before yes. The, the unpleasantness. Before they ran out of book. Yeah, this, this <laughs> or D and D were like, we're gonna go do these other movies, so let's just speed things up mm-hmm. and make it real dumb. This mm-hmm. was this was after she had to do nudity. I mean, she did nudity from the first season. Yeah. She, no, she I mean, she, she did it in the first season and then she didn't have to do it anymore. Yes. But yeah. except she did it one other time, but it was, but that was because the... Jon Snow is so dreamy. That's because yeah. she was going to fuck her nephew. I, I get it. Yeah. Tom. You can't do that with clothes on. Um, Not with that <laughs> attitude. What? The, the, the whole scene in Zoidberg's uh, dumpster where he's got the wine in a bucket. Did it have, what did it say on the bucket? Did it just say wine or was it like toilet wine or something? Cause he's like pouring it out into her glass, but it's like a slop bucket that's just full of wine. I did not catch that. Yeah, I didn't catch um, that either. And then she's talking about how nice his place is. And he's like, oh, it was owned by a very prominent raccoon. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and she knew who the raccoon yes. was. <laughs> right. and, yeah. and how he died. It was just—it was just beautiful. Where are we at on the tap dancing plot of this? We are just, just getting it back just to started. it. Yeah, yeah okay. we are just getting into that. Um, we do have six minutes left on the the meeting before we have to restart if we want to do that now before we get into the tap dance. Yeah, let's, let's jump right off now. and jump on. All right. Yep. All just right, come back into the link, Dan. Okay. All right, we back. Yay! Um, and, and and again, I was happy for all of the Randy action in this, but I was just <laughs> kind of perplexed by everyone being such a big Randy fan all of a sudden. Because he's been around for a long-ass time. Yes. <laughs> there are parts of the Bible that I like, and there are parts that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And the, the other contestants, I mean, I recognized Petunia, I re recognized HG Blob. Who was the one with all of the legs? Like the, the spaghetti legs? He named that one by name, and I just don't remember what it was. Yeah, I, I just I, I didn't know where they came in from. And then of course there's there's Tanya, which had a beautiful twist, you know, three quarters yes. of the way through the episode mm -hmm. that I, I didn't see coming, completely blindsided by it. There's it also beautiful. Petunia. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and Petunia's, you know, wonderful seeing her again. Um, not letting me down with her the way she handled all of it. But <laughs> but that whole line of she has a serious heart condition. She keeps stealing them. Also, she has a serious heart condition. <laughs> oh, it was Gre Greg was the name of the guy with yeah. the Oh God. It just uh it was just so good. Just just so so good. Um and then when Bender was asking about the prize, he's like, there's no prize, Dorothy, unless you count the satisfaction of winning. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, like, is this the first time Zoidberg's gotten laid? Because the, the it kind of transitions into that scene where he comes in the next morning. And he's like, "We had a beautiful night of lovemaking." We're making it a dumpster. <laughs> what was um? Did he ever get laid in the episode where he's trying to mate? They go back to with no she, planet. No, she goes after Fry. Yeah, that's right. I and everyone, remember. they yeah. all die after they. Yes. Yeah, they all die. So, yeah, because right. she okay. meets with the chief, and then yeah. Zoidberg is the only one left alive. Does that does that mean Zoidberg's gonna die now? No, I think it's I only think so. if he mates during the mating the, season. The mating season, okay. Yeah. Um, but like the the fact that they're all so perplexed, and he's just like, "Well, she has no sense of smell," and they're like, "She's she's great." Like, how did you snag this? Mm -hmm. Um, which which I, I you know had a few people over. And a former guest was there again, not going to name names, but uh, my neighbors were, were out and they came home and then they, they came over and hung out for a little bit and they're wonderful. I love my neighbors, but when they left this, this person of, that was there that we know was like, how did he get her? <laughs> like having met them for five minutes, just like, how did, how did that, how did that happen? <laughs> You know, it was just, it was like, I, I don't know how many drinks he'd had. It was a very sort of like forward and blunt comment. It was just like, dude, I, I don't know what to tell you. It's just, it's how things are. Like when you see mismatches like that, it can be real. Uh, every uh, pot has a lid, you know. So to speak. I, I've had a couple of, of them. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the lids I had were uh, crazy and uh, had borderline personality. But so you, you know, have a, you have a type. Yeah. Um, it's it's one of those right. lids that it kind of fits on, but then like it still lets steam out the side. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You gotta right, like right tilt when, it when you go. Yeah, it burns the shit out of you every time you try to lift up the lid. Yeah. It's got a it metal handle, and it's it you know hey. it's it's the same size but from a different set, so it's like it fits, but there's the seal is not there. Um, is there, uh, this is, you know, again, this is what we do, but taking a complete sideways drag, it, is a nose transplant a real thing? Um, well, what's the nose itself that's doing the smelling? It's everything inside it. Further right? back. Yeah. And I mean, if you do enough nose jobs, it dies. That's what happened to Michael Jackson. That's what South Park told me. And South Park wouldn't lie. But no, that is a real concern. Like if they remove too much material, there's not enough blood flow and the nose can die. And you've got like, so whatever nerves and sensory things are in there is, is based on that. Yeah. Uh, Cause like, you know, they can trans, they can, they can, they can Sorry, transplant faces. They can transplant uteruses. They can transplant penises. They can transplant all these things. I was just wondering if it got specific enough for a nose or if they would be, I mean, I still like the conceit where he just like snips it off and she's like, I want the biggest nose ever. But also there's a very delicate surgery right before he does that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> also, I don't um, feel like your nose really has, I mean, your nose has a lot to do with smelling, but it's more in your like brain and how it's connected. So I don't think like just replacing your nose is going to allow you to smell things. 
Well, and who's against Cartoon a... Logic now, Tom? Yeah, I have a friend actually who has uh, Smell Blind, which sounds horrible. I is I mean I guess that you know that's one of those symptoms and lasting remnants of COVID. If you get it, that's a potential part of it. Is you can lose your sense of smell and taste. Yes. Which I, I mean, be horrible. It it would be. I'd take advantage of it. Like I'd get into like Malort drinking contests and like you know are just like di- you know dying on shit that's like good for me and doesn't taste because if it's not gonna taste good just get the sustenance at the bare minimum and then then move on it from there. Like I'm eating all celery and, you know, bread and uncooked rice. I feel like rice. Malort is so bad that it would bring your taste back. I yes. don't know. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I don't even think it's that bad. Like it not not any worse than something like Fernet or like. Oh, take that know, back. It Jaeger. is exponentially orders of magnitude worse it's, than Fernet. I, I mean, not I, bad. I like, I like is, them all. Malord is strained through a shoe made of disappointment. It's the burnt, worst. <laughs> burnt pencil shavings. Is it something that needs to come from like a Soviet bloc era country too? Like the shoe just can't be like an old Nike. It's got to be like a Chicago a fitting. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the dance contest, once it starts, I mean, I like that it's a not just a dance contest, but it's a dance contest that lasts for five weeks. Mm-hmm. So they're doing like a Dancing with the Stars with these. When HG Blob splits in two, that was delightful. Like just the one leg goes this way and the other one goes that way. And that's that. I mean, getting getting in the end very rapidly to Bender versus Tanya, which we all saw coming. We did. I did not see the amazing... 90s figure skater callback with Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan though that, that, <laughs> Bender getting right. kneecapped and then him even rolling around saying why like why? yeah <laughs> did, did I, you guys watch I Tanya I did and I was just oh, gonna yeah. say and her name is Tanya yes <laughs> like, it was that movie I was loved, great I, I loved oh, I Tanya it was so good was all so good. the casting was awesome mm-hmm. Sean Eckhart was awesome yeah also like Alice and Janie like she can do no wrong. Yeah, she's good in everything. Especially everything. when you watch the credits and they showed her real mother yeah. like mm-hmm. doing the exact same thing, arguing with the whatever pet squirrel and bird that she had. Yeah. I, I Bender's aggression towards little Tanya, though, even before she took out his knee, was over the top for him even. When he's just yelling at her like, I'm going to kick your ass, little girl. Like, he was so, so invested in this competition. Um. But, but even then, I, I liked that the dance contest scenes were very short and it kind of jumped around quickly because that's that scene where Zoidberg, and, and we already mentioned the dab of honey, uh, vanilla with a dab, or a dab of vanilla with honey or, or winter with gravy. But right before that, when he has the flower at, and she's like, oh, that's a such and such. You can brew it into a tea if you like severe stomach cramps. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this, this episode was definitely a... A story with a B character and a B story with an A character. Yes. It like, yeah, yes. Absolutely. Yes. And I, I, what I really need to do is download that app that lets you like take a picture of a plant and figure out what it is. I, I downloaded them. There's ones where you it's free and you can only do so many plants. Oh, okay. And I wasted it on one plant because it wouldn't tell me what it was. It didn't even know what it was. <laughs> well, the only plants you need to know are poison ivy, oak, and sumac. Everything else you can eat. Not necessarily. And the reason I say that is there was an incident a few years ago with my ex-wife and I where she had put some herbs in pots in a little, you know, window box outside our back door. And she told me that this plant was basil. And so I made pesto out of it one day. And it turned out it was zinnias. Like we didn't die or get sick or anything, but it was not fucking basil. So I'm picking all the leaves off this plant and it didn't have any flowers or anything. It's just like, I guess, I guess this is like some weird Thai basil where their leaves are a little pointy or whatever. Two cups of leaves off that motherfucker, made pesto out of it, ate it on pasta. I was like, this really doesn't taste like anything. Like this doesn't have any. You didn't, you didn't notice that there wasn't any smell when you were picking the leaves? 
man, I don't know enough about plants to know that. I know it now. <laughs> now I got so much basil. I had people coming to my house to take my basil because I was, I, I made like a, a, like three quarts of basil pesto this weekend. Mm. And I thought that would be enough. And then I still, I had two other people come and help themselves to their fill. Like it, it was a good year for that. But, you know, this is maybe 10 years ago. So I was, I was flying blind. Like, like it's in a pot. You're the one who put it in the pot. You should know what it is. I'll trust you. That, that, of- that, that, that logic tracks. That's fine. You should be able to trust your significant other to tell you what they first, planted. I won't say it was the first of many mistakes, but it was definitely one of them. Um, <laughs> I, I, but, you know, the, this, there's something else about this that I think is like key to Zoidberg's character. And it's, as, as universally reviled as he is, there's still the fact that even amongst the entire crew, he is probably the most genuinely good person. Like he has an actual conscience that bothers him and makes him act out of his own self-interest. And, and I feel like he's done that a number of times, like as pathetic as he can be, or like, you know, a little lunch thief or whatever. Like the fact that, that he, is willing to A, tell Marianne that nose transplants are possible, B, offer to do it for her. You know, like that's that's pretty selfless for him who has been such a miserable being for so long and knows that once he fixes her nose, that's going to end this relationship with this person he's madly in love with. And he still is truly in love with her enough to actually do that. Like that's, that's telling. Like I, I feel like every other person on the show it is, you know, the, with the character development, they all kind of ultimately are sort of like chaotic neutral or maybe like chaotic good. But Zoidberg is is clumsy and dumb, but ultimately like the most sort of like genuinely good. And that was refreshing yeah. to see. Like he really was a, a hero, so to speak, in this. He's absolutely, um, I mean, throughout the entire series, he's that, he's mm-hmm. never like, really been like mean to anyone or he did been... frame fry for breaking the ship in the bottle and then wrote the t-shirt that said i hate <laughs> bottles that is true <laughs> he, so, speak but he had a, he, he did they had the big mea culpa at the end where he tried to stab himself <laughs> with the sword yeah yeah he said sword cost five thousand dollars speaking of of fry and we we skipped over this but the part where professors like listen to orange joe and i remember that came up earlier but what was that from because it's beautiful was like some people call me orange joe (laughs) just like it was such a good callback so late in the game yeah I, i just loved it um i i don't know that was that was a whole like I, I just, I felt so bad for him. Like the end of this episode made me so happy. And normally when I finish one of these episodes, I just don't give a fuck. I'm just like, okay, I'm done. And I got my notes. I'm okay. And this was like, after four years of doing this podcast, like to see this character development and, and a series of events where I, I arguably one of my favorite characters, if not the favorite gets to have a happy ending, despite being the eternal sad sack was such a wonderful thing. It is a nice um, send off for the series. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I hope the final episode next week is even more so, but like this, this one and, and the other one with the, the Saturday morning cartoons are still like the high point in, in a hundred plus episodes. Like it took this long to get to those and they were peppered throughout the season with other just garbage. I like the, the, the final episodes outstanding too. I like that one mm. a lot. Um, I was it was it Leela who said to Bender as they're talking to him backstage at the the dance competition you've accomplished so much more than the rest of us would bother to mm-hmm. which which I feel number one should be like how we send off this podcast after we do the last episode because <laughs> that's that's been the recurring theme of this season the guests come out there's like I can't believe you're still fucking doing this like good job <laughs> Pat yourself on the back. Yeah, that's that's your Midwestern work ethic for you. Um, that, 
But the, the back and forth when he talks about sabotaging Tanya and Fry's like, that seems like a solid plan. And he was like, it's the most horrible thing I've ever heard. And he goes, well, that's true. <laughs> like just, just classic dumb Fry. And, and only in the best parts, because he really wasn't in this episode very much at all. He was so minimal in this entire episode, which which is deserved, I think, because there's been so much Fry-centric stuff for so much of the time. I know yeah. he's the main character, but still. I also um, love that his plan is to put tacks in her shoes. Like, you wouldn't immediately notice that <laughs> and then dump them out. You'd be like, oh, well, they're on now. What can I do next besides is- dance? His whole plan was that she would bleed out enough. <laughs> like, that was the whole point. <laughs> All those tax. major veins and arteries in the sole of your feet that tacks would hit. Have you ever stepped on a tack, though? I have stepped on a nail when I was building houses, and Ugh. that is one of the, the it's worst. It's not fun. No, yeah. because the second it starts to go in, you know there's nothing you can do to stop it. It just oh. goes all the way through. Yep. Yeah. I... I think I've had similar things, but not specifically like that. Like that's, that's rough. Um, I, I, there, there was a couple good lines right in this area too, where they're prepping for the surgery. They're like, she'll be forever grateful from somewhere upwind. <laughs> was, was really good. But then when Bender comes in with his fucked up knee and Zoybra's like, I just don't have time for this robot. Here, take <laughs> robot. this, patch yourself up with this medicinal wacky patch. I don't know if that's a thing. Like, is a wacky patch a thing? Was that like some kind of funny band-aid or something? Or like, what was... I honestly don't think I can recall them using that at all in the series. I just mean in real life. Was that was that like some sort of thing that I'm too old for? Or like, like wacky patches? Maybe that's just what they call duct tape uh, in the future. Uh, <laughs> as, as possible. What was um, the joke? It was something about apes. Oh God, I, I didn't even catch that part of it. Um, it looks like a wacky patch is a thing, but it's just like a patch for your coat. It's not like a yeah. Band-Aid. Literally the first well, thing but that a, comes but, but what makes it wacky? Pack. What makes it wacky? Is it like but a wacky walker? On this eBay uh, like site, When you put it on the patch, does it make a weird bozo no, the clown noise the, that the freaks you the fuck out themselves are wacky like it says play doughs instead of play-doh and it's a play-doh can or oh. instead of doritos it says doricos and they stink and then it's drool <laughs> ranch or these were invented by Ritz. Uh, oh, they were. Dits. It was a band ape brand <laughs> bandages for monkeys <laughs> so okay so my my hunch was right apparently something like that that's that's what it said in the episode was band ape bandages for monkeys oh my god did did um did you see the sign as they come back to the tap quest competition that that like it was like the tap quest t- championship and bender versus tanya good luck tanya like i love that that it's just so obviously biased even in the signage um but but then all of that where it's like it's like the good the good randy of just being like fancy smancy fancy smancy nancy like all of that stuff he's just so sassy against this and and like the cut back and forth between zoidberg doing the surgery was just was beautiful like amy having a fucking mop on his head where the <laughs> also sweat just pouring off amy's nurse outfit yeah, with the, the backwards, sexy yeah. ass backwards <laughs> nurse outfit. Yeah, the I, stripper store nurse outfit. Yeah. I, I did. You sell many of those at the mission, Michelle? Uh, you know, I barely made it to Halloween. I was there long enough to sell some Halloween costumes. Um, I mean, it's Halloween every day, but though. yeah, but on Halloween they really went all out with uh, taking down a lot of the the street clothes and putting up costumes and the sexy Dr. Fossey yeah. and yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't recall. It's been five years since I worked there. <laughs> oh my I've God. always said that we should, I should start a, a costume company where we have like demure versions of sexy outfits and oh, yeah. sexy versions of things that shouldn't be sexy, like sexy acts or the grouch. 
sexy Jack Kevorkian. Well, I, I mean, but the sexy, the sexy shouldn't be sexy costumes are already a thing in spades. Like that's that's sixty percent of Spirit I mean, Halloween sales. That's why we have to make more asinine ones, like sexy black hole. I mean, they did do sexy. I, I think that's a category Sam, on so... Pornhub, Dan. <laughs> in like two thousand, the two thousand. Your dick was... into a singularity. <laughs> it's. I, I've been. They have a sexy I've been Zoidberg uh, costume. Well, I, I saw a sexy Scruffy in person last year, and yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really was. Right. You shared pictures and uh, agreed. I started. I like. I talked to her, and I was like, you know what? I love your costume. Uh, and, and then we never heard from her again. Uh, no, well, I followed her on Instagram for a while. I saw uh, uh, somebody uh, needs to start a sexy did, uh, Scruffy. Only fans. <laughs> she may have already. Yes. <laughs> but he's in love with the bucket. Yeah. <laughs> and, and zero G jugs. I. You know what? We did see a sexy Zoidberg. That was a thing on the internet. It was someone that did that and did a really good Zoidberg costume. It was like Zoidberg in a sexy nurse outfit. And they there's, had like claws in the face. There's a, a makeup artist I follow on Instagram that did an outstanding Zoidberg. Like she used a glove for the face, but it was blended so well that you couldn't, yeah. it looked like his face flaps. Well, that that was another thing in this that we haven't talked about at all. Like when him and Marianne are making out, like there's a lot of, of tentacles Tentacle. going on. <laughs> yeah. He's got to move him out of the way because his mouth's underneath. You know, that's just face massaging goodness. Like, I mean, who doesn't want extra fingers on your face when you're making out? I mean, I, you know, from a, from a, I'm trying not to get too gross, but just from a logistical perspective, like that's, you could do some pretty amazing stuff if you had a hand on your face in that situation. Yeah, you, I could yeah. play video games without getting grease on the controller because I could just eat <laughs> chips or well, whatever. You could, with... you could do that. I, I'm talking about actually intimate situations. Like, it's like, I mean, I see There's things like that. There's a lot of intimacy playing video games. I don't know what you're talking. About. I I don't I don't have one of those accounts where you can show your boobs while you play. It's I I just have an NES classic. You need a special um, account for that? I just I, show I, my boobs I, I, while my, I play video games. I mean, I I do it constantly. That's that's why I don't turn my camera on at work. They don't need to know what they don't need to know what the pelt is doing. Um. <laughs> The 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 slapsticky part of the 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 tap dads contest was pretty wonderful. Like when Bender's leg A flies off and just whacks Fry in the head. When the when the wacky patch fails, basically. But then when he like jumps and then lands in the socket for the big light. After dancing on his hands, which yeah. is also mm -hmm. great. Yeah, no, it was it was fantastic. And, and it was it was just so good um, to the point, you know, obviously Tanya wins and then, then Bender coming back with, I never knew I could hate this much over literally nothing, nothing. He's never just, been invested in tap dancing until this episode. He's, this is, I, I've always wanted to do this since just now. I mean, we, obviously he always wanted to be a folk singer, but he did that, but never right. anything about tap dancing. Also, props for bringing back uh, Dr. Good and Sexy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm a doctor, and yes, they're real. Right, which, <laughs> which was a perfect compliment for Amy. Like, you yeah. know, just, you know, that was, that was a less sexy costume than Amy's nurse outfit, but potentially more sexy in her breathless way. Because um, Tanya had a cute little heart attack. Which, she she which had the cutest heart attack. And the oh. fact that Bender went over the top to say, I'm not even going to wait to dance on your grave and then dance directly on her dead body. right on yeah. you. Which, which, so, which totally ties into something else because he, re he inadvertently resuscitates Tanya by kickstarting her heart a la Motley Crue. Mm -hmm. um, I love that have, song. Not have, ironically either. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with the, with the crew. I love Motley Crue. Did, the first two records are some of the best records of the 80s. I, know. I will die on I've, that hill. I've been digging deep into my glam metal past lately. 
especially, you know, rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. He Mm -hmm. passed away yesterday. So like, as soon as I got my business taken care of yesterday, we, we turned on the Dr. Mario and just had Alexa play us a bunch of fucking Van Halen songs. And it was glorious because every time a Sammy song came out, you'd be like, next. And then, (laughs) yeah. Like I, Eddie Van Halen is a literal guitar god. Everything Mm -hmm. else though. The only thing I like about Van Halen is that it gave us Dr. Roxo. Like that's it. Look, David Lee Roth. I hate no, him. no. You're. I'm sorry. You're wrong. And he and- he he was training to be an EMT before he became a disc jockey. Can you imagine? You're dying. It's your last moments, and then this guy comes wasn't training. Out of an ambulance. Give it up. He finished training and Dude, worked okay. as an EMT in New York City. That's terrifying. I would just say, could you get me another more serious EMT? I would. I mean, yeah, he's die. he's a. But that but that's the thing that was that was occurring to me listening to this. When you get into those songs where he gets into his little raps, like in Unchained or in Everybody Wants Some or in Hot for Teacher, like he's a genuinely entertaining guy. But he's also brilliant. Like he's he's a mile a minute, nonstop, exhausting. Like I I I would like to be around him for five minutes and then get the fuck away from him. But like he did an interview with Mark Barron on WTF a couple of years ago. It's a fascinating fucking thing. And his book, his his autobiography that he put out in the either late 80s or early 90s called Crazy from the Heat. Like I used to read that once a year. It's batshit insane, but it's a fucking fascinating read. Like out of all of those autobiographies, Heroin Diaries is def- definitely my favorite. Like, yeah. I mean, I- uh, you know, D- is David Lee Roth the best singer ever? No, he's not even a good singer. Clearly but, the guy from Nickelback. I mean, we're all in agreement he, with that, he right? He sells it so much. He's just a consummate <laughs> entertainer. From Creed. That's Creed. I, I wish Scott Stapp's name was Scott Strap, because that's better. <laughs> did I say Strap? Is, is there, is there, oh, you did. Is there, is there Creed? The, the drag queen. Is, well, yeah, is, there, is there Creed Creed themed porn starring Scott Strap on or something? If not, uh, oh, I don't know. Me neither. Uh, but the but the whole thing with with her heart getting restarted. What I was getting to is, I know you and I have had several conversations about Toast of London, Michelle. But mm-hmm. you know, I I feel I'm safe in saying that we're both obsessed with Matt Berry. Oh yeah. He has another show called Year of the Rabbit that's a Victorian period piece detective show. I have to start. That is a new one, and I haven't watched it yet. Right. But I it's, plan I on had it. To, I had to subscribe to some bullshit additional channel on Amazon, so I'm trying yeah, to get that IFC, whole first season. I think. Getting it in in the first week so I can cancel it before they start charging. But the character in that show, Inspector Rabbit, has a heart that will stop periodically and people have to like beat the shit out of his <laughs> chest to start up. So it's been a recurring gag in it. And that, so we've been watching that and then watched this episode yesterday. I'm like, fuck, this is like the theme of the week. Like I'm going to die. <laughs> Fantastic. It's, it's so good. Um, uh, yeah, I, I guess it, it, it jump back around. So we come from Tanya being resuscitated to Marianne coming to in the hospital in the recovery room. And Zoidberg has the flowers. And here's the big ironic twist, Alanis Morissette style. She's like, these smell disgusting. And she loves the way Zoidberg smells despite having the nose that works. Because she because never... it's love. She well, never learned never a good know. smell from a bad smell. I don't think it works like that though. So it was an interesting conceit. She also says, I like the way you smell because I like you. Yeah. Which, Which was adorable. Makes sense to me. I mean. <laughs> I just love that they. Goosebumps. It ended with Zoidberg ending up with the girl. Like. In her yeah, giant was, dump truck. And she got her perfect job mm-hmm. because she loves the yeah. way garbage smells. Yeah. So she's. Uh, but I love how she goes to his dumpster and she says, I got a new job and I'm going to have to dump you. And he goes, I would love that. And then she literally <laughs> just dumps his his dumpster into her truck and then they kiss. Uh, he's, he's sitting there. Uh, when he pops out of the dumpster, he's like, oh, there's nothing better than that first glass of jumpster do- juice in the morning. Like... <laughs> I, you know, I've spent, and I'm sure you're intimately familiar with it too, Dan. <clears throat> I spent enough time working in food service that, like, those dumpsters get mad. They and do, but the worst smell the in worst. any restaurant ever is the grease trap. 
Yes. Restrap yeah, is 100%. the worst smell. So I, I had live... to. I cut my beard off because I had to clean one out, and I couldn't get the smell out of my oh. beard. I live near um, Tamori's Pizza and Two Bucks, and um, their uh, grease barrel is essentially in my backyard. And oh, in that's the, horrendous. In the summer, it's the worst oh. fucking thing I have ever smelled. It is disgusting. There, so there literally bad. is no way to describe it, and it will haunt you. Mm-mm. It will haunt you. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, my my girlfriend owns a donut shop, and they've got their share of friolator oil that goes on through that. And it's it's. I don't. I I mean, I worked for several years at a BW three, so I'm no stranger to either grease traps or hey, drain the fryer out and wash that shit. Like fuck. Mm-hmm. But draining a fryer is a lot like, you know, I used to be a fry cook for a while and I'll take that any day of the week over opening up a grease trap, like any day. Yeah. I, I now to be fair. And I'm not, I mean, I still know it's not something I want to do. And, and actually she hired someone to do that for her because neither of them want to do it. But like, ha- I, I think about this periodically when I'm faced with gross biological stuff, like having a kid really desensitized me to a lot of stuff that used to make me gag like i think it's also different because like it's your kid if you had to clean up well, my shit you probably wouldn't act you i wouldn't, I wouldn't like, like it i love you i wouldn't like it but i'd probably be able to do it i mean it's you know it's like it's, it's like that old eddie murphy joke of like oh he dropped the ice cream and shit it's fine it's just like sprinkles like you know, before, like, I was seriously nauseated by biological effluence mm. for the most part without getting too specific. But the, the, the thing, like, I'll clean out the shower. I have a tub shroom in my shower. If you don't have one, fantastic invention. It's a little plastic cup, rubbery thing that you stick in your, be- your, your drain and it catches all the hair, but it, it mm-hmm. pops go up to, instead of go going to down. Tubshroom.com and put in Slurmcast. Yes, ten percent off your first offer. No percent off. Yeah, zero point zero 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 percent. Um, you know, cleaning that out, cleaning out the, the like I'm I'm desensitized to a lot of it because like yeah, it's just shit. It's just puke. It's just what like I don't enjoy it, but it doesn't have the same like uncontrollable revulsion as it used to. That's I not can to see say. That. It's not I mean, to I, say I, I want to sit next to the guy that shits his pants at the bar either. Like. Sophia has a really good joke to tell you. Hmm? I mean, he was conversation. He was an interesting. I mean, he guy. had he had amazing stories to tell you if you could understand what he was saying. You caught one him, time he was in an airplane. Before you he got too drunk. He had you could understand him. And he had amazing stories. He, he was, was he was in an, an airplane end. in World War II in the gun pit below, and he got stuck because they got damaged. And then he drew a picture of the plane with cartoon wheels, and it was able to land on the cartoon wheels, and he was saved. It was amazing. No, <laughs> almost. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> uh, Tanya and Bender end up being friends too because Tanya is so irredeemably evil that Bender loves her. So that's even more of a happy ending for this happily ended episode. Is is that something that persists into the next episode, or no. are we just to infer no. their their no. lifelong buddies in crime now? The next because episode they... has nothing to do with anything else. Okay, at all. But they they heartlessly rob Hattie McDougal. Like that that's oh, yeah. just awful. Like Tanya just whacks that that lady out even after she calls her the cutest kajigger she's ever seen. You know, that's that's terrible. But but I, I do feel like this episode in a lot of ways was sort of like a parade of like, here's a bunch of recurring character favorites that we're going to get in be- under the wire, um, which I appreciated. Because... You, you got to be able to say goodbye to everybody. And I yeah. like to think that Zoidberg had a happy ending with a beautiful woman who loved the way he smelled. I just like to think like, yeah, he he stayed with her forever. <laughs> agreed agreed i choose to believe that because <laughs> she's literally the only person in the universe that can stand to be around him mm-hmm. physically and, that, and that's good because as we said over and over zoidberg ultimately has a heart of gold despite mm-hmm. his his foibles and flaws oh that's that really good 
I love him. He's also a very delicate dancer. Yes. <laughs> Show off. And occasionally forgets he's a giant crab, which was a yeah. another good little one-off line where he just chops his arm in two thirds. Um. I, yeah, I can't believe we're we're almost through it. This is this is it. This is the penultimate. Yep. Um, end of the road. It is. What I think, uh, gonna, I think you're gonna leave with the last episode satisfied, Pete. I think you're gonna be okay with it. I, as I would. I, would saying, I hope so. I hope so. I like that episode. I thought it was I'm, a nice denouement. Mm-hmm. It's it's bittersweet. I'm really glad to not have homework every week, but I enjoy yeah. I enjoy the conversations that we have about this nonsense and all of that. Um, yeah, so we did it. We got through another fucking one. one you also more. don't have to worry about the show going to shit. You know, like- I mean, it kind of did in this season in a number of cases, but these yeah. these. This and the Saturday morning fun bag redeemed that shit. In well. nowhere near, nowhere near some of what the other shows did when they outlasted their run, you know, and they just kept going. Yeah, we we talked about that a little bit on the on the last episode we we recorded, I think, where it was like, you know, the, the key to having a show that is universally loved is to get the fuck out while the getting's good, rather exactly. than running it into the ground, which is yep. the British model of television versus the American. Or you yeah. just you tell you have a story to tell you tell that story and then that's it you know yeah. I don't know if anybody's watched like devs, which was outstanding yeah. and that's yeah. all they need to do. I think Westworld is the opposite of that. The first season of Westworld was amazing, mm-hmm. and then every ep- season after that just keeps getting worse. Like they told the story they need to tell in the first one, and I feel like the next two seasons are just. I, I like the second. I haven't watched the third. Handmaid's Tale was weird because you know, sort of like Game of Thrones, they got to the first season and that was the end of the book. So everything yeah, the else book is that long. was made up. The book is and, that long. And, but at least with Game of Thrones, they had George R. R. Martin up until the fifth season before he left. And then the sixth season is when it starts to get shaky. And then seven and eight are just... Hey, you know what? The Leftovers was like that too. Because the, the first season of The Leftovers tracked the book and then they kind of took liberties with it. I, I guess if it's, if it's well-written and good, I don't have a problem with it. But there's the parts where you sort of check out based on yeah. that with, with handmaid's tale like i enjoyed the second season it just kept getting increasingly close to potential real life and i couldn't fucking deal with it because i need some escapism in my god yeah day. it's just like you can't do a new season of black mirror because what how are they going to be what we're More living fucked through, up right? than what we, we wake up to every day right i don't Speaking know about getting the fuck out while the getting's good we have less than a minute on this zoom meeting so all right should uh, we jump off and come back and finish and be done yeah 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 all, all right, right. One okay more time Okay. Help, let me know. I might have an emergency. One of our cats might have gotten out. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Well, let's, as soon as Pete comes back. Well, let's start ending this right now. Yeah, would you have anything yeah. to plug? Do you have any plug? plug? Uh, I actually, yeah, I actually did. I started a nonprofit uh, about mental health normalization called the Little Black Cloud Project, which is pretty important to me. It's just I'm selling these little black clouds that I hope become as ubiquitous as, like, pink uh, ribbons, because I think one of the biggest things about depression and mental illness is the stigma and people don't talk about it, which is isolating. So my hope is that these can be a visual indicator that there are other people going through the same shit. So th- th- it's really important to me. It's now more than ever. I mean, yeah, do you have yeah. a, a website for that or should they just look yes. you up on Facebook? It's a uh, littleblackcloud.org. Awesome. And all of the proceeds go to the National Alliance on Mental Illness and the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Amazing. Awesome. How are you going to get rich off that, Dan? Uh, I'm going to do the exact opposite of what Susan G. Komen did and actually use the money for good. (laughs) Hey, All right. Dan, thank you so much for coming on here. Um, Yeah, for for all of your multiple previous visits. It has been an honor. 
Mm. Yeah. yeah. Let's, no, let's, it has. It, it's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah. Fun, fun I, I, concept. I, Honor. Eh. No, I, loved, I, I genuinely love Futurama. You know, it's one of those TV shows that's in my heavy rotation. It's up there with Parks and Rec, Community, um, and The Good Place right now. Like, I, I could watch Futurama over and over again. Oh, I just and, finished and, The Good Place because it was on, it just came uh, on uh, Netflix. Yeah, they finally put the last season on. Oh. That last episode, buckets. Oh, buckets don't, of tears. Don't tell me. I'm, I'm like halfway through the first season. Mike Sure, man. It was Mike Sure. I know. He's I know, so I know. good. So amazing. He is. I just is love it? that he puts together shows about flawed people who love each other. Like, I love It's Always Sunny, but if I'm in a bad place, I can't watch it because everybody right. on that show is objectively garbage. Same yes. thing with Seinfeld. They're all shitty people, but Parks and Rec, they're all good people mm-hmm. oh, good. trying to yeah. be better. Most, yeah. Mostly. I yes. mean, you, know, you can watch that through and through, and it's just people trying to help each other yes. doing yes. something whether it's flawed or not but they're just trying to do good in right show. and they don't just unnecessarily tear each other down mm-hmm. except for jerry but that's still all in good fun mm-hmm. jerry's on board with it and, or and uh he did um he did brooklyn 992 which is another one but yeah. he only started that and then left and, but but then it went along just fucking yes. fine for yeah. however many seasons like that yeah. that's another one where i could watch terry cruz all day long, mm-hmm. just being Terry Crews. They also I love Andy Samberg. Went yeah, they're rewriting Fox the new season. And they, they had to completely back to NBC. Like it, where it yeah, it survived. Started. It right, should have yeah. started. Yeah. Should have been on NBC to begin with. Right. They're, they're completely rewriting the new season because of everything that's going on with uh, police. Everything. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they they like scrapped an, an entire written season to redo it because of everything that's going on. So that's pretty cool. And I that am is. looking forward to seeing that, however they make it. As long as I can hear the theme song over and over again, I'm good. Mm-hmm. He makes it's awesome just, theme songs. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, let's let's put the, the nail in this coffin. Yeah, uh, Stormcast.com. Get all your episodes. Write and review us in iTunes, please. You're only going to have so many more chances to do it. Slurmcastpod at gmail.com, Slurmcastpod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Facebook at Slurmcast. And then there's uh, 216-438-1077. Call the fucking number. Leave us a voicemail. All right. Yeah, let's let's hope that by the time our final episode airs, we can catch our fucking breath. Yes, please. We'll hope. All right. Lovely Bye, seeing you all again. Have a great Thank night. You. Thank you. You too. Later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.